What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani telling you why you should subscribe to the TSC YouTube channel. Do you like pro football, baseball, combat sports, and video game coverage? What about exclusive interviews you won't find anywhere else? Joe Theismann here, MMA legend Tito Ortiz, Jeff McNeil, Frank Thomas. How you doing? I'm doing great, my man. How's, how's it going, Fred? Did I mention event coverage? TSC here at New York Comic Con. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, click that subscribe button. Don't forget to enable notifications. And as always, enjoy the games. I thought the biggest news in terms of football today would have been the draft status of Tua, would have been the fact that Oliver Luck is suing Vince McMahon's ass for, I would imagine, 20 to $25 million that he's owed by the XFL, which is now bankrupt. I thought maybe, just maybe on a positive note, Lamar Jackson, he is going to be on the cover of Madden NFL 21. I was pumped up for that. I thought, okay, surely those are like the three biggest news stories in the NFL, right? Well, well, in the NFL sphere, I was wrong because Rob Gronkowski, if y'all don't know already, according to Adam Schefter, has been traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a.k.a. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has been reunited with Tom Brady. Bill Belichick, the Patriots, traded Gronk as well as a seventh-round pick to the Bucs for a fourth-round pick. And if that sounds like they got finessed a little bit, I think so. Now, a refresher course for people. Gronk did retire after the Patriots won their most recent Super Bowl, three-time Super Bowl champion, arguably the greatest tight end of all time, not named Tony Gonzalez. You could honestly flip a coin. I, I think in his prime when healthy, Rob Gronkowski's better, but I mean, both guys were outstanding in, in their positions, and Rob Gronkowski has the opportunity now to still be outstanding. He is officially unretired. He had allegedly passed his physical. Uh, already took it. I mean, it was a pretty quick process here. He was most recently, and I guess still is technically, the WWE 24-7 champion. And if you don't know what the hell that is, well, don't worry. Mo most people don't either. But this presents a very formidable offense for the Buccaneers, man. Godwin, Evans, Brady, if he still has some semblance of an arm, Gronk, OJ Howard, if they keep him. If they keep him and if he can find his groove back. With Bruce Arians at the helm, holy doodle squat. That looks like one hell of a football team. And you never know. If there's, if there's one thing that the Bucks were lacking, it was a bit of a running game, huh? So who knows? Who knows? Maybe they could use one of those later round picks, get a good running back, maybe find a diamond in the rough. And my God, man. I mean, I, I think I think the Bucks could be legit. Of course, NFC South, kind of stacked. Don't sleep on my man Teddy Bridgewater with the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule looking to make an immediate impact as well. The Panthers just extended Christian McCaffrey. You got the New Orleans Saints, who of course have Drew Brees. They have can't guard Mike Thomas. They still got Kamara. They are a team that is always in contention. Of course, they always also set themselves up for heartbreak in January, but you never know. Things could change. And then, of course, you got those Atlanta Falcons, who... You know, I haven't been that great in recent years since they blew that 28-3 lead, but they are still a tough team in that division. They're still one of those teams that's a pesky thorn in the side of their rivals, and you never know. I mean, every year the NFC South is a crapshoot. Every year the NFC South is ultra, ultra competitive, so I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet for the Falcons or some of these other teams, but Buccaneers, definitely the favorites in the NFC South. As for the NFC overall, well, look, I would love to tell you that, yes, a healthy Rob Gronkowski, who was retired for a year, who had a chance to heal up his injuries, who dropped some weight, 
I'd like to tell you that the Bucks, with Brady, with Gronk, and all those weapons around him, will be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. But you got to remember, you still have Russell, I got that hustle, Wilson, and the Seahawks. You have a sleeper team, in my humble opinion, with the Cardinals. Now that they got Hopkins, you got Hopkins, you got Kyler Murray. That team could make some noise. Of course, the 49ers, are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? Are they going to be back? Packers. Seems like Aaron Rodgers is on the tail end now, but you never know. You can never count Aaron Rodgers out. And oh, as, as much as I hate to mention this team, because who knows if they'll even make the playoffs or have a real quarterback by then, depending on the situation, but you really can't even count out the Dallas Cowboys because Dak Prescott has something to prove. And I think whether he gets that extension or not, he's going to want to prove that he's a franchise quarterback. I mean, I think he already is, but more so to that other level. But, you know, that, that's the Cowboys. That's... That's the most I will compliment the Cowboys right now. But, yeah, major news. Gronk to the Bucks, And, and a, there's a few unanswered questions here. Of course, the most important question out of everything is this. Is Gronk still the WWE 24-7 champion? No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's not really important. What's really important is, is Bill Belichick the football version of Jerry Krause? Is he the executive slash head coach in this case whose ego got in his own way? Here you have a team that's only a couple seasons removed from winning their sixth Super Bowl title. You're the team that most people have wanted to play for. Now, maybe some people don't want to do it the Patriot way, but you've done a great job at finding these players, a lot of diamonds in the rough, putting them together. And even if it's some guys that are more notable, big-name guys, being able to keep them for like one or two years, like say uh, like a Martellus Bennett, put them on the team and make the most out of it. And I just, man, I, I don't know. I understand where Tom Brady's coming from, leaving the Patriots, having something to prove, having that chip on the shoulder. Hell, the dude still remembers 20 years later, all the quarterbacks that were picked over him in the draft, okay? That's a level of petty I aspire to be. God bless Tom Brady for that. But, man, you, you have a team there that, with the right weapons, if you have a wide receiver or two, there aren't head cases like Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. They're like a, a wide receiver, a good wide receiver away, a great wide receiver away, I don't count Julian Edelman, from maybe beating the Titans. I mean, that game was close. And then from there on out, you never know. You never know how things could have shaken out. Maybe they would have eventually lost to the Chiefs. Maybe they would have lost in, in the Super Bowl to the Niners. You never really know. But that game was pretty close. I think a lot of people forget that. Yes, it was bad on the Patriots' part that they couldn't convert, that they couldn't put a lot of points on the board. But the reality is that was a very, very close game. So I, I don't know. In some ways, I feel like the Patriots were broken up too soon. In some ways, I feel like these dudes were finessed completely, which is crazy because normally it's Bill Belichick being the one that's finessing teams. But look at look at this right here. Let's look at this right here. Back in 2018, Gronk was offered up in a trade, or at least in a, in a proposed trade, I should say. The trade was the Lions would receive Rob Gronkowski and the 43rd overall pick in the second round. The Patriots would receive a first-round pick, which at that time would have been number 20, and they would have received a second-round pick, which would have been number 51. So the Patriots finessed themselves, lost out on a first-round pick just a couple years ago, lost out on a second-round pick, and they got a whopping fourth-round pick. Now, again, Bill Belichick, 
phenomenal judge of talent, a guy who finds those diamonds in the rough, but the reality is that that's a lot less value for a guy. And to me, he's a dude that, you know, Gronk, Gronk anyway, pronouns, pal, is a, is a dude that still has something left in the tank. Otherwise, the Bucks wouldn't have traded for him. And he's still one of the greatest of all time. And when he's healthy, even if he's only healthy for like half a season, even if he's only healthy for like four games in the regular season and the whole postseason, he's still a guy that can make or break a Super Bowl team with the right quarterback, of course. Now you look at the New England Patriots. Who the hell do they got right now? They got Stidham. They got Hoyer. I guess they could, you know, you know if I were them, if I were the Patriots, this is, this is what I would try to do. And granted, I'm not the football genius Bill Belichick is by any galaxy uh, of the imagination. I, you know, I'll just say this. I would like to see them go after Jalen Hurts as a guy that's rooted against the Patriots his whole life. I wouldn't like that. But from a football standpoint, that would make sense. Jalen Hurts seems like a Bill Belichick guy. Somebody that's going to come into work, bust his ass, not cause a lot of trouble. Somebody that's really underrated, overlooked. He's a guy to me that I think would fit well in that Patriots system. As far as an active player right now, well, from what I've read, Andy Dalton sounds like he'd be willing to take a backup role with the Bengals, but I would imagine his salary has some complications with that. Maybe they'll cut him. Maybe they'll trade him. I guess he could end up with Bill Belichick, and if there's somebody that could save Andy Dalton's career, it's Bill Belichick. That would probably be the lamest option for the Patriots other than maybe Brian Hoyer. Uh, you could also trade for what's his I keep I'm slipping my mind slipping here Jacoby Brissett there you go thank you very much it's been a busy day folks so Jacoby Brissett former third string quarterback of the Patriots was traded to the Colts I thought he did a damn good job as a starting quarterback for the Colts he was just put in a very tough situation when he first got there Andrew Luck was hurt out for a season then he got thrust back into the starting role after Andrew Luck retired and let's keep it real here even though I think the Colts would have been Super Bowl contenders with Andrew Luck, with a healthy, mentally and physically healthy Andrew Luck, the reality is, outside of this past offseason, the Colts for a while, and other than with Andrew Luck, have been pretty notoriously cheap. You know, there's some guys that they will take care of, you know, most notably like offensive guys. They'll take care of some guys. I know they made, they made uh, Luke Rhodes the, the highest paid long snapper in the league a couple years ago as well. But for the most part, they're notorious for not going after big-name free agents. They're notorious for not surrounding guys with the right amount of talent. Why they think Philip Rivers, who's old as hell, who seems washed, is going to be able to change that narrative, I have no freaking idea, but I have a lot of respect for, for Frank Reich. But if you're not going to start Jacoby Brissett, you just signed him to that extension like a year ago, and I know NFL extensions don't mean much these days with the union and the crappy CBA. Hey, it's, it's, it's a team-friendly contract. It's a cap-friendly contract. Why not trade for Jacoby Brissett? Have him be kind of like a maybe a stopgap quarterback. Best case scenario, he flourishes under Bill Belichick once again, and he is a true starting quarterback that can not only get you some wins, but get you to the playoffs. Worst case scenario, I, I guess he's another body. I mean, look, could he be really worse than Hoyer, especially given his skill set and what he's shown in Indy? No, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the live stream show, whew, the XFL went bankrupt. It's not looking good for Vince McMahon. This is more kind of wrestling-related, sort of. But it is football-related as well. So if you don't know, XFL filed for bankruptcy last week. I believe on, I believe last Friday or Thursday or Friday, one of the, one of those two days. Uh, one of my buddies who actually worked both for the XFL and for WWE, even though they said they weren't using the same workers, they told me that the conference call with the XFL and its employees was super cold. They took no questions. They straight up said. Yeah, you know, uh, 
thank you for your service, but we're all going to have to let you go. And that was that. Now, from what I understand, I believe all the employees or most employees have received their paychecks. If you're a freelancer, I don't know, because I've seen tweets from freelancers, photographers, uh, you know, other other people that, that weren't technically staff that have been stiffed by Vince McMahon, despite the fact that he's worth almost $2 billion, which is complete bullshit. So I don't know what happens there, but here's a guy that ain't getting stiffed. Here's a guy that cannot tolerate this BS. Here's a guy that's got the money and the resources to go one-on-one to Vince McMahon, and that is Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck is one of the most well-respected people in football. He's also, by the way, Andrew Luck's father, and he's got money. And if you don't know, Oliver Luck reportedly had a deal that was paying him over the course of a few years twenty to $25 million to be the XFL commissioner and I believe president or general man, I think it was president. So officially commissioner, I think a secondary title was president. And Vince McMahon, thinking that Oliver Luck is just some bum, just some guy that's going to take crap and roll over and say, oh, well, I guess I can't get paid. He decided to say, you know what? Screw you, man. I am taking you to court. I'm going to sue your damn ass. Let's go into discovery. And I hope that happens. Because... With all the stuff that Vince McMahon's doing, we know he's a questionable character. We know he's a shady guy. We know he's been doing shady things for decades. All you got to do is watch Dark Side of the Ring on, on Viceland. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But now more than ever, I'd say, you know, at least in a very short span of time, Vince McMahon has shown his ass. Vince McMahon has shown the type of guy he is. He's shown the type of corporation WWE is. Letting go of anywhere between... 30 to 50 or, or more workers between independent contractors that are pro wrestlers, uh, between employees, between freelancers, whatever the case may be, just to meet profit expectations, pre-pandemic expectations, never mind the fact they got a lot of cash in hand. Then he declares or he gets a WWE to be declared a, a secondary or an essential business. Honestly, they're a secondary business. I don't know why secondary is in my mind. Maybe because WWE should be secondary right now. But they're declared an essential business in the state of Florida the same day, the same time frame that Linda McMahon's super PAC to reelect Donald Trump donated $18.5 million to the state of Florida alone. Hmm. Shady. And now we find out that with this whole bankruptcy proceeding, he's not trying to come up with some type of agreement with all these people and at least pay them something. No. Apparently, he's trying to gangster out all these freaking coaches, Oliver Luck, all these people that aren't making anywhere near that kind of money either. And it's BS because he could afford to pay him. He just doesn't want to. He just wants to be a dick and he just wants to ride off into the sunset and just, you know, be, be there for his precious daddy be uh, stockholders. Well, I do think Oliver Luck's going to take this to court. Uh, I do think that he will take it to discovery unless Vince McMahon offers him an obscene amount of money. I think it's going to get really ugly for daddy B. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Orange County, they the, their meeting today in Florida resulted in an anonymous complaint from a quote John who was complaining about WWE pressuring him to work and fearing that if he complained he'd lose his job and well WWE has since responded and said hey if you have a complaint you can just go to HR not public we'll see what happens there folks but anyway anyway Gronk to the Bucks this is an awesome day for the NFL I have no idea if the NFL season is going to start on time none of us do the drafts and just Two nights. I am super pumped for that. And if you are pumped like me, if you want to 
get ready for the draft. If you want to learn more about some of these draft prospects, we've got a ton of NFL draft-related videos up right now on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feed. Of course, I covered the NFL Scouting Combine, my last trip, I guess, for a while before COVID-19 broke out, unfortunately. But I have a ton of interviews with a number of draft prospects I conducted there, a bunch of press conferences, Scouting Combine highlights, plus... We got some more interviews coming up with some football pros. Randy Cross, Niners legend. We also have Richmond Webb, Miami Dolphins legend. And we have an interview coming up with Debbie Hall of Famer, the godfather, who I believe does have a football background going back to college as well. So until then, folks, please stay tuned. Please stay safe. Take care. Please like and share. I'm going to get on out of here. Bill Belichick, you better hope you're not Jerry Krause, man.